Hey there, good evening, good evening. Welcome to After Dark with Sean Cornelius. I am your host, the romantic funny man, Sean Cornelius, and uh, welcome to the show. Um, gonna have a fantastic time with you tonight. Have a great show in store for you. I wanna say what's up to my right and left hand backstage, uh, DDC, Denise DeGiorgio Cooney, and uh, Smoke back there getting ready to do some work. Um, we have a fantastic show tonight for you. Another wonderful guest. But before I get into that, I definitely want to say uh, rest in peace. We lost an icon this evening. Uh, by the time you see this show, you would have known already. Cicely Tyson has passed on at the age of 96. And um, just, just an icon, a stand-up individual in our culture, a talented actress, activist, and just a queen in in her own right, and she will never be forgotten. So rest in peace to the queen, Cicely Tyson. Um, gonna have a, a great conversation with this gentleman coming up. Maybe we'll see how maybe Cicely might've impacted his world, because I'm sure he's uh, seen some of her work. Who hasn't, really, honestly? Uh, but this man coming to uh, the show tonight, I've known him for about 10 plus years, and <clears throat> I always like, sitting down talking with someone I can call a true friend or brother. And this is another one of those folks, um, just talented all around, a talented musician, a talented producer, a talented singer. Uh, he's a DJ. I, I, I just don't know. He does so much. He's a CEO. He has his own 24-hour radio uh, internet radio station, which I happen to have been a part of putting my uh, show on, um, Expressions of Love and Romance, and he's just doing his thing, and uh, it's so great to have him here tonight. So we're going to we're gonna have a conversation about his world, but then you know how we do in the second half of the show. We're going to put a little fire under him and see what he ha what he knows and how he feels about the love and the romance and all that extra stuff going on. You guys can't see him, but I can see him smiling back there backstage. So I don't know if he was looking up some answers or whatever the deal is, but um, uh, I want to say hello. I want you guys to remember that we are streaming this show live while I'm doing it on social media. So I want to thank everybody on social media that's watching on Facebook, YouTube, and also uh, on television here on Broxnet and DH1 TV. So thank you so much. It's three minutes after the intro. It's time to bring my guest to the stage. So please welcome all the way from PA, Mr. Terry Roberts. All right. Thank you. What, thank you. Scott. What's good, man? How you doing, brother? I'm just, I'm happy to see you where you are and doing what you do, man. I'm just glad to be here. Man. All <laughs> right. All right, well, thank you. I appreciate that, man. I'm glad to see you in your signature hat. See, some people don't understand. Like, I have a signature hat, too. I just didn't wear it this, this season. But I have my signature hat. But ever since I've known you, that has been your brother, man. I see when I see that hat walking through the Poconos, I'm like, there's TR. Yes, everybody knows me by it. Man. That's why I, everywhere I go, it's the guy with the hat. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. You got to have something for people to recognize. So, hey, man, again, thank you for, for doing this. Uh, we've known each other for about 10 years or so. And ever since, you know, me starting to work down at the Poconos, you know, doing my stand up and everything, man, and, and meeting you, uh, you were in the bands and doing all the things, man. I've just been, you've been kind of like a mentor as well, because whenever I see someone doing what I want to do, what I like to do, because I think at a point when I met you, I wasn't, I didn't have my own band. 
at that point. Right. So to watch you guys perform up there while I did my stand up and you guys always brought me on to Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. Right. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. So let's let the people that people that don't really that don't know of you, man. This is what the show is about. Tell them who T.R. Terry Roberts, who you are, man, where you come from and when did you get started doing your music thing? Well, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and I had an early, early start in music. My mother was a show promoter, but I started as a, a musician on drums at nine years old. I was a, a, my mother put me behind some drums, and, and I kicked off into bands. Actually, I learned from my mother's sister because she was in the industry. My Aunt Paulette was a famous drummer back in the days of, uh, this is an older group of Crown House Heights Affair. Yeah, 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 I know, I know of it, I know. Dynamic Superiors, where my, my aunt was the first female drummer back in those days from the Washington, D.C. area that played with those groups. So that's where I got my start from. So then my mother was a show promoter and she put me in all different, uh, she started a band with family members and neighbors and that's how I got my start in the music. So I've been doing it ever since. Um, it's a full-time, you know, thing for me. So uh, from drums, I moved to bass guitar and guitar and singing and dancing and, <laughs> and whatever else that comes with it. Yeah, and you, do, and you do them all very well. You're a producer as well. You produce music, so you're, you're on the engineering side, the back side, you're right. Um, I want to say hello really quick to the Lady J, Carla, and Michelle, and also Carlotta, Carlotta who are watching right now. Um, but you, uh, yeah, you do so much. And what made you decide to jump and just try to do different instruments like me myself again that's why i said when i see people like prince and i see all these other cats who play multiple instruments and then right in my face is terry roberts in the poconos jumping from the keys to the bass to the whatevers and your son will mention plays the drum so obviously you taught him how to play the drums actually my son was about five years old and just said i'm going to play drums and got on the drum and start playing i didn't <laughs> it's in the dna man it's in the dna <laughs> For me, it started off me being in marching band, stage band and stuff in high school. So it was band competitions and all kinds of stuff that I was in talent shows. So I didn't even know what I was doing. I just grabbed every instrument that was in front of me and started playing. So in concert band, it was timpanis, xylophones. Uh, stage band, it was bass guitar and, and drums and keyboards. And and back then, uh, as opposed to now, I was writing scores. So that's where all of the versatility came. And then uh, well, my music teacher, who was a lady named Mrs. Miss Thomas, I ended up winning the award in high school for the most versatile musician, musician. So, and it's always been with me like that. I always looked at music as a whole. I looked at learning every part and aspect of music that I could learn to, in order to survive it. So that's mm. kind of where it comes from. Okay, do you have a favorite instrument, you know? Uh, I know you, they're probably all your favorite for different reasons, but a favorite one. Yeah, I play a lot of different instruments, but I'm known for my bass guitar. That's that's my that's my my baby. There. That's what people know me from. Uh, I got an old '66 Jazz, and and I was a hardcore Parliament Funkadelic Larry Graham. <laughs> right. That's where I got my my learning uh, skills from. You know, from just, bass guitar is my instrument. Okay, well, that means I got to call you and get steel. Borrow, borrow some of your secrets. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. My bass is sitting over in the corner over there. And I just, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I, I would appreciate that, man. So you started doing all of this and you started getting your music stuff together and you uh, pursued it. Um, so how long have you been doing it basically for the living? Oh, for a living since I've, man, wow. Since out of high school, because my mm. uh, from high school, I got a, a record deal locally uh, with, uh, if you don't remember, like EU. Go-Go, mm -hmm. yeah, man, yeah. Stuff. Well, I got signed to that label at 18. Okay. A single out, uh, but it was the opposite of what Go-Go, who was, but they signed me anyway. I was doing some, like, new wave stuff on the, on the label. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, you know, I got an early start in music. And I started writing in high school, right? Okay. Uh, I would be writing during the class. So my music teacher kicked me out of the class. And I thought, you know, that was it. But she pushed me in the hallway and she says, you're going to write during class. So I never went to class. She pushed me out with a piano. Mm. And I was writing songs every class hour. Oh, wow. She still gave me a grade anyway. Oh, so cool. Taking music and going home and recording on a cassette. I'll do the drums first and bring that drums back and put the piano with the drums and then take it back and record on a cassette. I was doing all that stuff, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So have you ever written for anyone that put something out and you put your, anything out? Not for written. Well, I've written some stuff. I was a recording artist uh, in the 80s. I got, I went to London uh, and I had a friend of mine who was with the group BB and Q. He was the guitar player. Mike Tyler is his name. Okay. He said, come come to London, man, and I'll get you a deal. You know, so I went to London and I ended up getting signed there with uh, RCA and, and Jam Today. Uh, Jam Today Records was under RCA Records. And I was known as Alley Cat there. And I was mm -hmm. going to be the, uh, uh, the Jimi Hendrix of bass guitar. <laughs> okay. Singing and playing bass all kinds of crazy ways. In fact, the, the way my show began was I would ride through the crowd on somebody's back to the feet <laughs> of, of uh the good, the bad, the ugly, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was a wild, wild kid. Man. Yeah. Great stories. I got a lot of stories because I had a great mentors when I was young. By my mother being a show promoter, a lot of, uh, and a manager, a lot of the celebrity groups wanted to be managed by her. So we had Peaches and Herb coming to the house, uh, Gary Toms, the Blow Your Whistle, that guy song. And then the most incredible story of my life we had a group my mother was managing and we were doing funk music around mm -hmm. Washington, dc mm -hmm. you know and our guitar player decided to quit right so my mother puts the ad in the paper all right she puts the ad in the paper and she tells us at rehearsal she found another guitar player right mm -hmm. wow we found a guitar player what's his name now this story's gonna sound unbelievable but this is what happened <laughs> She said, well, his name is Eddie Hazel. And we're like, wait a minute. Eddie Hazel's with Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> <laughs> so it can't be him. So when six o'clock came and this man started walking down the steps, it was Eddie Hazel from Parliament Funkadelic. Wow. So he, wow. he came in and he joined the group while he was off the road with Parliament Funkadelic. He's just like, don't, don't tell anybody, you know, with the group. So he started mentoring. So now he comes following with Funkadella. A lot of the members, the Horny Horns, all of them were coming to this little cover band's show to teach us what not to do and how to do this and this and that. So that was like beyond the beyond for me, for, for the whole group. Yeah, that's. I mean, that probably would have made me decide to do, you know, if you, this if this encounter happened, what else could happen if I continue to do this? 
Yes, yes. What else could happen? And then for him to, Eddie was an incredible player, very intense, you know, and he uh, he liked my, my bass player. So he wanted to start a, nobody's ever heard this story. I'm telling you, you're the first to get this story. All right, exclusive. I don't have no bells. We, we don't, I don't have a budget. So <laughs> bing, 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 exclusive. Go ahead. Uh, so he wanted me to, uh, to form a group with him. He's like, man, we got to form the group together. I like the way you play. And I'm like, spellbound because it's Eddie Hazel. So I was like, okay, all right, man. But you know, that never happened because he was so busy with Paul Funkadella. But just to have that happen, man. And uh, another guy who was a great mentor, he used to come and put, put his demo records together at my mother's house, Al Johnson from the Unifics. Okay. Come and produce songs for the Whispers, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all different types of groups. And he would do those things. So then I used to follow him to every studio that he went to because he didn't like to drive. So I would drive him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, at a young kid in my eight, you know, 20s, man, this is what was, was around me. So that's No, that's cool. Very, very uh, inspirational yes. type of, of, of things happen to kind of push you and mm -hmm. do, do those things. And so you continue to do your music. You continue to, to, to gig, obviously, professionally. Yes. And, and uh, so how many bands have you been in? Like I know with music in the industry, especially with groups, some people don't stick with the, the same group. Do people change or you change groups? Have you done that? Have you switched groups? I, I was kind of rare because I was, at a young age, I knew I wanted to be in this industry. So the band that I had with my mother was that band. And then, uh, of course, you know, a, a guy that we all know that the band I was a musical director in, Bird Presley's band. Yes. yes. I came out of my band. Um, I went to Bird Presley. He had a band that was up and down the East Coast. So I joined his band. Uh, uh, he, he, and that was at 18, the first time I joined it. But that's wow. a lot of experience from that. And those were the only two bands because I, I dealt more with the record industry more than being in different bands because I knew I wanted to be you know, in the industry. Right. So straight to that, straight out of high school. So it wasn't too many bands that was playing in. Yeah, definitely want to give a shout out to Bird Presley. I got to get Bird on the show. Uh, their band, boy, the Bird Presley band in the Poconos. Let me tell you something. Those guys, they're showmen. It's, they're just not a band. You know what I mean? It's not just a group of cats playing music. These guys, I would love because they would be the opening act for the comedians. And right. when I started doing it, Bird, Bird was actually the one who kind of I did an audition for when he brought me in. And then I was always hoping to play when you guys played. I was always yeah. hoping to be on the show with you guys because, you know, it was fantastic. And that's what I'm saying. You guys had so many components to the band and, you know, you were doing so much, Bird was doing so much. You guys were showmen, not yeah. just musicians. We, were, we That's what it was all about. I mean, in that area, at that time, I was known as the Black Elvis. Don't ask me how that. <laughs> and I was doing them in, uh, Ray Charles impersonations, Prince impersonations, James Brown. It didn't matter. Jackie Wilson, it didn't matter. All, all that type of stuff I was doing, and Bird was doing his impressions. Yeah, yeah, no, that was great. So, so since you've been down with the music game so long, um, I, you, I know it, I know it as well. Um, what, what do you see the changes for you over the years, man? Since you've, uh, you started good, good, bad, or indifferent, or ugly? Mm -hmm. uh, the way I look at it now, when I came out of the record business, the record deal type of deal, I promised myself that I wasn't going to go back to that in that form, I was going to form my own production company and get involved uh, with doing music the, uh, the right way and helping other artists and helping people to um, 
benefit from it and make money from it. So this is where um, Whole World Radio, Creating Vibrate has come from. Me saying I want to form my own thing because I wasn't going to play uh, those games of being, you know, a contract where I didn't never see any money and all that type of deal. So this is what I come to now, where um, producing artists and helping artists to get what they didn't get back in the past. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's what this whole business is about. Which I must mention that uh, I'm producer and entertainer, but the CEO of Create and Vibrate is my business partner, Pastor Marilyn, who also is connected to Create and Vibrate and has her own uh, talk show, um, which is called Make Room for Me. God said. Um, and basically it is a business form to help young people know, and I'm proof of it, just like you, um, I've made a living full time and I've hadn't had a, a big hit record. All right. Mm -hmm. So you can survive in this business if you look at and grab all of what you need to learn in this business. So I've been full time since back in the seventies, mm -hmm. uh, and, and to this point. And mate was able to raise my kids and do everything that I needed to do. And I didn't have that number one hit to make me, uh, you know, say that, well, I made it now. I could take everything. Was, I've been doing it since then. Right, right. Now. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy because you, well, you know, also we'll take, keep staying on the music thing for like a second. Then we'll jump to Create and Vibrate. Uh, you're a DJ. So you went down another avenue. Yep. And you're an actual DJ, DJ. Uh, and when did you pick that up? I picked that up uh, thanks to the pandemic. <laughs> pandemic has helped a lot of folks out in certain ways. That's right. It shut everything down. And fortunately enough, I'm able to sing solo or DJ solo or, you know, do these different things. I love comedy, acting, doing skits and all that. So when everything in the industry scaled down to this one person deal, like we're only going to have one person doing this or um, we need a DJ. That's when I went into this realm because I had to, I had to look at where, what am I going to do now? What kind of work am I going to get? Yeah. And the DJ is what made me, I was like, I should have did this a long time ago. <laughs> right. Cause I, you know, you, you would come off the stage doing the bad thing and you'd go to the, down to the grill or, or in the area and DJ. So that's, that's money. That's yeah. uh, the, the living thing. So you just you continue to do that as well. So, and man, sound tech. Really? Yeah, there's so many different things. I look I took everything of music. So and, and the entertainment industry. So I wouldn't be out of work. That's the way I did it. Right. There's a lot. There's a lot of avenues, a lot of departments to offer. So you yeah. just got to grab that and grab that one. You know what I mean? It's it's a hustle. And yes. that's, that's it's a positive hustle. All right, cool. So let's jump to Create and Vibrate. You told me several years ago you was planning this thing out and you you, you spoke it into existence. You were going to have your own radio station. And well, yes, you're right. It did. It started off in a unique way because the other part I had to tell you, I, I sing in another group, a celebrity group that was in the 70s called The Invitations. And the guy who created that group Gary Wilson again. Um, he wanted me to to work with him with his his group, and so we joined forces together. But through this man, who's like another Quincy Jones type of guy, he brought me into radio, into TV. I was running a, a live TV program out of Berks County, Pennsylvania, where we were had control over the whole show and it was live. But through him, this is what opened up the doors and said, you know what, maybe I could get into TV, radio, whatever it takes to, you know, 
So that's how that happened. And then we had a radio station from that situation that didn't go all the way through. And so um, my business partner is who inspired this create and vibrate because I was at a, I was like, you know what? You know, I was playing the guy in the background in the industry. Okay. I came out of the industry. I'll be the side man here. I'll do this and do that. And she looked at me. This is Pastor Marilyn. Looked at me and she says, well, hey, either if you invest in yourself, I will invest in you. And this is what happened. Create and vibrate. <laughs> and we're radio and reality recording studios. Yeah. And you have to do that, though. You have to. Yeah. Um, there's some ears that, that I'm sure should be listening to that. Because when you are able to and you realize that you have to invest in yourself and people see that, they won't have an issue mm -hmm. uh, investing in you uh, because, you know, you are who you are. You are the valuable piece of you. So you have to do that. And, and I mean, I learned that lesson. My daddy told me that a long time ago. You know, it's about you on the foundation. Right. You know, so you've got to invest yourself wholly, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, everything. Yes. And, and, you know, when people see that coming from you, they have no hesitancy to go, hey, you know what? Yeah, I like that. You know, mm -hmm. it's a problem. That's why I never stopped doing everything, you know, from comedy to music to acting to all that stuff, because I was told one time and. Uh, <clears throat> and my, you do it all, man. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody told me that I should just concentrate on comedy. They said, just do stand up, man. You do that so well. The music is all right. But I'm like, really? Is this what? No. Thank you for the motivation. Right. So, right. you know, you, I may not do everything great or genius or anything, but I do everything well enough that I can, you know, that it's it's right. good enough. The first time I heard your voice, even you talking now, any anybody that's listened to you right now, <laughs> you velvet tone, that Luther type of velvet tone. <laughs> Well, listen, not too many guys have told me that, but I'll take it from you. You know, let's say, the, uh, uh, with the let's get it on. Let's get it on. Yeah, let's get it on. And I was like, wow, this brother can sing. This brother can And you don't know how many times I was so upset when you guys wasn't playing because I'm going to tell you guys watching the show, they play with soul. You know, they play like the Marvin Gaye soul side of it. Sometimes, and there's nothing against other. I'd be open. Uh, I'd be on a show with a rock band, and I'd ask them to play. Let's get it on, and it'd be missing a little bit of something. But anytime Bird Presley band, man, I would want to sing the whole song. They were like, sing it all, sing it all. Like, nah, I just want to sing a few minutes. Sing it all. <laughs> so no, I, I must make this announcement before I don't want to run out of time with this. So. In the spring or summertime for Create and Vibrate and Whole World Radio, we're going to do a big launch off. I have about six to seven recording artists that we're going to be releasing singles on. And a, a debut of all the radio personalities, including you uh, being involved. Uh, so that's coming in the spring and summer because now I've entered into the releasing of singles and I'm uh, going into my brother, the publishing world. That's what. Yeah, that's that's where I'm heading at right now. Okay. So I've taken um, a couple of artists. I'm gonna keep it as a surprise. You'll hear it on that one day where you're gonna hear the release of all of these different artists and uh, the the radio personalities uh, uh, debut of, of that on the larger scale. So that's what this is all about. To also help artists from the '70s that never got their money. So what mm -hmm. I do is we come in here we'll recut the track whatever the hit record is i'll recut it and then they can start to make the money uh right. for all that they may have released and never received 
any royalties or any publishing from. That's cool, man. Because I was just talking with my with my producer Smoke, and he can tell you he can agree. We're talking about something. We'll have to do it. I'll talk with you after the show, or you know, uh, uh, tomorrow or something. But yeah, we're getting the music thing that you just said. So let's jump into create and vibrate poll world radio. Right? Like, how many shows are on the station? Be uh, the twenty four hour station. Uh, well, brunch, like you said, twenty four hours. We have at least seven, uh, six to seven radio personalities. We have William Raymond, we have Sonia Perry, we have Nova Murphy, we have uh, uh, man, Vernon Jones, uh, Pastor Marilyn, who's like I said, the C who's actually the CEO of the company. She has her spiritual show on. So we, we have numerous uh, radio personalities and we switch them up. We have two tributes of guys who passed away, who was Frank Bay, who was an incredible blues singer that we do a tribute to him. And then Richard Al mm -hmm. Ripple was another guy who did jazz who recently passed away. All these guys passed away just uh, last year. So mm -hmm. we a special tribute to them for uh, his jazz show that he does. And you'll see that Lady J. Oh, I can't forget Lady J. Yeah, she's watching. <laughs> Paulette. How you doing, Aunt Paulette? <laughs> she's the one who taught me how to play drums. I used to sleep in her bass drum where she would play drums. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I got that that soul all in me. Uh, yeah. Well, I look forward to meeting her as well. She said, look forward to meeting you, Sean. Look forward to and thank you for teaching him, giving him something to do back then. <laughs> it, it paid off. I got it, all this in my head. So this is the big uh, and uh so that's 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 the radio personalities. But yes. coming up now is the recording artists. And okay. what I've done with the young ones, one's my son. Uh, mm -hmm. CJ uh, Terrence Roberts Jr., but he might go under another name. We'll get that name <laughs> out later. Uh, uh, but he's got a singles and uh, albums worth of stuff coming out. Um, I'll, I'll give you some names. I'm, I'm going to keep it a surprise so you all know what's, what's yeah. happening later on. I'll get back with you and you'll okay. be push it out first. <laughs> no, nah, that's cool. That's cool. So I'll, use, I'll take a break in a few minutes. But I wanted to. I want you to talk to the folks and let them know the people out there that have been listening that might be interested in doing what we do or doing what you specifically do. Since you've been through the music side of it, the band side of it, but you're also on the business side of it, give them some advice, man, because I think it's needed, uh, especially the younger cats that might be coming up. Uh, like you said, publishing. Somebody might be on like publishing. Why yeah. is that important? So just give them a little bit of advice before we take a break. All right, so publishing the most important thing of the music business. All right, this is what the industry was doing way back when, when artists would go touring around the world and they come back and they have no money. But publishing has no age to it. It has no, uh, it doesn't die out. So what I would, the advice I give to young people and older people, go get yourself a, a publishing company, publish yourself and own your music. But when you go to own your music, um, learn how to balance what you can have and what you can't have. Now, why do I say that? Uh, most people, when you people think that Michael was, um, you know, was going through certain things, but Michael was beyond a billionaire. He was he was a gazillionaire because of what he owned publish, publishing wise. He did not just own uh, the Beatles catalog. He owned half of Sony AVI. He, he owned half of Sony, but then Sony bought EMI. Then Sony bought Columbia Records, so whatever they bought, Michael owned half of that, all right? So Michael didn't really have to work another day in his life. Now, Prince took a different direction. 
he owned his stuff by coming out of the record business and just touring and, and making his own records. Right. right. That with young people today. Now the hip hop artists, a lot of hip hop artists already know this. They just sell the music, publish it, and do it for themselves. But I want to teach people in the R and B world that publishing is the check that comes in the mail before you even walk out the door. If your music now today is streamed, it's not even, it doesn't even have to be bought. Your music today, if you stream it, that's mm -hmm. where the money's coming in at. Right. Okay? So imagine that. You cut a record for a low cost, and now you publish it and you own it, and then you put it out, and now it's being played. If someone likes it, it's played in a grocery store or TV or wherever. That check is yours. It comes in the mail. So that's how you can survive and really not be known to the public if you if you know how to do it. But right. if you want to be known, you could choose to do that. But that's the advice I give to people. You can survive in this business, but you have to know the business before you want to be famous. Right now, a lot of kids are dying off. A lot of kids are overdosing because when they get in the industry, they don't own anything. Right. Before you know it, now everything was given to them by the record company. Here's your car. Here's your house. Here's your this. Here's your that. And then, then when you get your check, your check is saying fifty dollars. Your check is saying five hundred dollars because they had to recoup all that crap. Yeah, that's, that's my advice to people. And it's very simple to do. You can get a publishing company through ASCAP or BMI. Yeah, yeah. You form your own company, but you can publish anything: your spoken word, your books, your, this show, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. That's my mm -hmm. advice. I appreciate that, man. That's a beautiful thing because, yeah, it is more business than show. And we've fallen to victim to that, a lot of artists. So I appreciate that and everything. So check this out, man. Time goes fast. The first half hour is just about done. But usually at the end of this half hour, I take a break. Now, you've been doing well. You sit in the chair, relax, no sweating. You're answering the questions like a president. You know, you're sitting there, you know, I'm waiting for you to pull a cigar out and yeah. a little glass of Monier, <laughs> because you're so cool with the hat and everything. So we're going to turn the heat up on you uh, in the second half. So hopefully you'll stick, you'll stick around, right? You did tell me. I love challenges. <laughs> okay. All right. I hope that little logo will fall off your shirt for some of these questions I got coming. So uh, we're going to be all right, but we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back with more of my friend, musician. He's just an entrepreneur. He's a everything. DJ Terry Roberts on After Dark with Sean Keneally. So I want you guys to sit right back. We'll be there in a second. What's happening, family? This is Malik Yoba. I want to send a shout out to my boy, Sean Cornelius for his enough, his enough movement. Keep raising your voice. Keep using your platform. Keep doing the work. Uh, doing what you need to do to make sure we see the change that we all want to see. And by the way, um, still waiting on that t-shirt and a hat. And I think, uh, I think you might owe me some money too, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, homie. No, uh, love is love. Keep doing the work, bro. Proud of you. Peace. Hey, what's really good, y'all? I'm Al Bynum. I'm an actor, writer, DJ, and a basketball coach. But listen, make sure you tune into that hit show, After Dark, with the creator and host, my main man, Sean Cornelius, a.k.a. Sean Boogie. Hey, listen, make sure you watch. You won't be disappointed. I promise you. All right? Peace. 
Yes, I did it. And I did it over and over and over again. The bad part was I had to steal to get what I wanted to satisfy my wants, my needs, and my desires. I mean, everything seemed so good and perfect until... But none of that mattered because I wanted what I wanted when I wanted it. And what I wanted was... I know, stress, no sleep. Overeating, over drinking, sex partner after sex partner with no protection. I mean, but I felt like you failed me at times. My confession? My confession? My confession is my confession. Thank you for listening. that little bit of music there. I like, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to let you know right now, I ain't confessing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit of motivation for you, brother. Soften up a little bit. Soften <laughs> up a little bit. Hey, man, I've been told, uh, I want to let the people know that we're back sitting here with my, my friend, Terry Roberts, on After Dark with Sean Cornelius. I want to say, hey, Nicole, how you doing? Also, again, Paulette and uh, Regina Ann Baker. And uh, I was told out of all the things that you do, Mr. Terry Roberts, someone told me that you have a hidden talent. Oh, yeah? Someone told me that you have some hidden powers. And I'd like to find out right now about your hidden powers. So could you do me a favor and just say the words abracadabra? Abracadabra. <laughs> oh, look at that. It worked. You got a little bit of something going on. <laughs> you are now in the love zone, my brother, and we are going to uh, take it to the next level on the romance. <clears throat> You're on the love seat. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. First question, my brother. What is your definition of love and why is it important to you? All right. So my definition of love is um, respecting uh, uh, the personalities of you can't change people so love should be a thing where you're not trying to mold somebody to be something that you want them to be accept them for who they are and that's how i look at love love is freedom love is um it's a spiritual thing so you have to get respect each other's personality in space you can't make you know you can't control how you want the person to act or feel you should know that when you first meet the person, whether or not you're compatible with them or not. Because if you get involved thinking that you're going to change, it never works. So that's what I look at love is the freedom and the ability to uh, not want to change someone when you meet them. All right. And why would that be important to you? Because that's the, the key to actually learning something outside of your own personality. You might learn something from somebody else that has a whole different viewpoint of what they see life as. So now you're not just following your own structure all the time. You might see them do it a totally different way that you do what you do. And now you look at that and say, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. 
So that's the, the beauty of love, seeing two people come together and operating in a different way, but still being one at the same time. Gotcha. All right. Good answer. Good answer. <clears throat> Second one. What is your definition of romance and why is that important to you? Romance is that it's a it's a compassion thing to uh, to uh, let your partner know how you feel and what you know what they mean to you and just paying uh, uh, just giving all the, the respect and, and and for the bad times the low times every time and now you those certain days that you go out or whatever you do you um, you know you present them with the just giving that love back to them in turn, letting them know, hey, this is what, I, thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for being there for me when times was rough and times were great. So that's, to me, that's the ultimate romance when you, you know, show your partner that you really care. All right, and then why did, why is that important? That's, that's the key to keeping a relationship together. You don't have any romance or any uh, outwardly affection to show people what you, you show your partner what you feel and how you are then there's nothing there you, you know what are you there for all right cool so saying that you wrapped up those two definitions very professionally um where would you put yourself on the scale of one to ten on the romantic scale <laughs> you ain't right <laughs> Right, you're, <laughs> you're sitting up there too snug. I'm like, All right, I'm, gonna fix, I'm gonna fix him. Now, I would say, uh, you know, I'm at a, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna say maybe I'm at a six or seven because that's what my, my, my partner would say. That's what my woman because <laughs> I'm so busy and I'm always doing something, this and that, that. So that's where I'm gonna put that at. Wait, yeah. say that, say that. Wait, let me give you a close up. I'll, I'll say, say, seven. say that again. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Okay, well, seven is not bad. That's humble. That's being humble. Um, give us an example, though, because I don't a, a seven to you could be something different to me. What's something that you've done that would put you at a seven? Come on, man. Look, okay, I tell you, I did one to my wife. Wanted to always have like a massage, or whatever. So I, 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 I got her a whole package with the whole day. They took care of her. They, she, whatever she wanted to eat, whatever she wanted to do, lunch, everything was involved in that whole package deal for her as a, a, a romantic gift. So there, there you go. <laughs> he said so there. Like okay, no, it's cool. Whatever you want to say, brother. Like I'm not so there now. Top that one. That's <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah, well, what are what are three things? That sounds good, man. What are three things that attract you to a woman? Um, wow, just being themselves. You know, you don't have to. For me, women don't have to dress up and be, you know, overly uh, made up. You know, for me, just being yourself is what attracts me mostly. Which re reminds me, which of uh, I know we talked about creating vibrate, but I have a show that's coming out called Personality Here and After. Which deals with relationship and you finding out who you are within, with inside yourself. So that's kind of where I'm coming from because that's something that I love to do as far as, far as relationships. But yeah. Uh, okay, but you still owe me two more. That was just one answer, brother. Well, what owe you? What else owe you? Man? I said three things that attract you to a woman, not one. That's right. I got two more. Two more. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, two more of the a sense of humor. Okay. They gotta, they gotta laugh and be, you know, and have 
a, a great sense of sense of humor in them. And uh, the ability, uh, the third one would be, wow, what do we do with the third one? Uh, uh, okay, you're going to think I'm just trying to be funny, but a spiritual content. No, no, that's a good that, one. That That's what they, that's what really attracts me. A woman that has a extremely spiritual conscience of, of being aware of righteousness, you know, that way, you know, you can depend on that person, you know, yeah. you can depend no matter what, no matter what money you may have or don't have, they're going to always be there for you. Yeah, man. Somebody said, Nicole said, you should say wife, 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 as for all three, what attracts you to your, your wife, wife, wife. That's a woman's comment, though. Uh, yeah. so you, you. <laughs> She's right. Wife, wife, wife. All right, let's go to the other side. Don't say wife, wife, wife on this one, though. I tell Nicole because men don't think right. We, we always say something. Yeah, but don't follow her advice with that answer on this one because that'll be terrible. What are three things that are not attractive to you about a woman? Mm, okay, now I have to get deep for you. What, what one thing that would be where I wouldn't be attracted to one is someone that thinks lower than, of another person <clears throat> and talks down to somebody that she thinks she might be better than. That, okay. That's not going to work for me. All right. Um, the, uh, the, the second thing would be not being aware of your surroundings in, in, in different situations, you know, um, you know, that could be in a restaurant and something comes to you that you don't like. And now you're making a scene because you didn't get uh, what, what you, you know, me being an entertainer and knowing what servers and waitresses and people have to go through. A person that can control their uh, emotions at times where, where, where it needs to be in, in control. So that's the second one. Okay. Um, the third one. Ooh, that's something I got to think about, man. <laughs> Third one, um, it's a person. They have to be able. Um, I won't even say that. It have to be. Uh, what is it? Oh, I'll tell you what that third one is. Um, being in. Well, I gotta say it right. Don't worry, you won't get in trouble with me. Right. Being, um, family oriented. Okay. okay, keeping that family in their minds, and most women keep their family first. But they have that's that's something that's deep. Um, keep your family first, no matter above career <clears throat> on both sides, male or female. Uh, when when you, I mean, but keeping your uh, your family first. So you're saying because this was three things that you didn't appreciate about a woman. So a woman that doesn't keep her family first, right? Okay, someone who doesn't keep her, their family first. Right, All right, I got you. No, I got you. I got you. We on track. Don't let me mess with you too much. <laughs> All right. I like this, man. This is this is good. Here's the next one. Uh, I'll give you an easy one. <clears throat> five things that are beautiful about life to you. What are five things that you think are beautiful about life or the world? Or, or that you love, since this is a love zone. Mm -hmm. A love zone. All right, so five things that I like that's beautiful of the world. That you love about life or the world, yes. What I love about life is being able to discover that whatever you put in your mind, you can do, all right, and you can accomplish if you just put that thought in your mind. Erase what you've been through in your life. Erase what you felt like uh, you should be, you feel guilty of, 
the fact that you, whatever you put in your mind, you can do and accomplish if you put that there. So that's what I love because I've, I've learned that through experience that if you put it there, it will come to you if you just go after it. Don't worry okay. about what you don't have or what you need to get. Just do it and it'll come to you. All right. That's one. That's one. Yeah, and these could be things, so they don't have to be specific. You know, they could be things. You could love a flower, but just whatever you love about life, the world. Yeah, I love, I love uh, kids uh, because kids are so you know they're they're looking to get advice and and and, and follow the uh, elders into to growing up. So family and kids that 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 really means the world to me. I love people. People make me happy. So that's that's. That's like a two and three people. Yeah, I give you two and three kids and people. Yeah, people. I love people. I love being around people, and 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 always getting involved because I never, you never know what you're going to learn and what you're going to get. All right, so that that's number three for me. Uh, number four, what I love about the world, it should have been number one, but God is is yeah, let's put God as number one because through my experiences. I don't want to bring any uh, no sadness to the situation, but rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. I just lost my sister, my younger sister, in October. Sorry to hear, man. So hear. I, I tell you, I, so I love the fact that being chosen to do, to help others, putting put myself before others. So that's the other thing. Once you do that and you become unselfish, and I have to learn that because I'm the only one left. Uh, from my brothers, I only had one sister, and she was younger than me. Every father I lost early, so now I look at life as always looking what I can do. I don't take anything personally for me. Right. So the beauty of knowing that, you know, that's that's the the most beautiful thing in the world, and and I'm grateful for my experiences in life to know that okay, I got it, and now. You know, I go beyond just looking at someone that's uh, whatever they may be going through. I look beyond that. I look at what uh, could be uh, what what was ca what caused them to act that way, and I right. for that. So th those are things that make me happy. I love helping people more than anything else in the world. That brings me more joy than music than anything else that I do. <clears throat> that, that special gift that you set me up with for the love zone <laughs> is something. That I was a gift that I was born with is to help people and see things. Right. That's what I do I, uh, with the personality here and after. I deal with your emotions, and, and all I got to get is your. I, I deal with things uh, spiritually. So in the sky, and 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 looking at all I would need, like it's a birthday to see who you are, and it's not anything to do with astrology. It's a whole different. It's an African thing. I'll put it that way. Okay. But, so now. I help people with the gifts that I have. I always had these gifts since I was a kid. So that's what I do. If I see things or I can I see you going through something, I get to help you. So to me, that's the big number five, four, and everything. Helping people is my biggest thing. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful thing to have. So that's 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 cool. All right, so I'm gonna make you think just a little bit more on this one. Just a little. I know you're trying to get me, brother. Nah, listen, no, this is general, man. These are general questions across the board to everybody. <laughs> you know that you know that um honesty, respect, and trust, right? Are three things that are important in a relationship. Respect, honesty, and trust. They're important. But yeah. for tonight, for this show only, you get to take one of those away and still have a successful 
relationship. Which one are you going to take away? You said respect, honesty, and trust. Yes, sir. And I take one of those away, and I still have a successful relationship? You got it. Damn. Mm. This is like a gift. <laughs> you know, they're all important. So which one are you going to pull out? That's the that's a trinity, brother. You have to have all three of those to, to the relationship, especially for, for a woman. You got to have all three of those things working to make things go right. Oh, yeah, but only for this show now. Don't take this off the show and try that in your personal relationship. <laughs> only for the show, you get to take one away, like right now. Man, okay, because <clears throat> I would take respect because honesty and trust are too big to take out. So I would take respect because more than sometimes you get in a disrespectful thing, and as long as you, at least he was honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've heard people say that. Well, at least he told the truth. At least he was honest. Yeah. And I trust that he's gonna be that way every day. <laughs> yeah, it's consistent, so you gotta trust that. Oh no, that's cool. That's a, that's a different way to explain it. <laughs> okay, all right. So give me one thing, T. One thing that uh, really that you really enjoy about relationships. What's one thing that's so that you just love about it? Relationships and being intertwined with with another person. Well, okay. <clears throat> the thing that I enjoy and most men, it's hard probably for them to. Going to get this one, but the fact of how women will stand by your side no matter how much stupid stuff us men will do, and what we don't see and what we don't think, those women will always see what we don't see, and they're always there to help you. And even when you fall, they're still there to pick you up after you fall, right? And will put up with you no matter what you throw at them, and they have the ability to see that he doesn't know what he's saying or doing right now. And then when you come around and find out what it is, they're still there for you. So that's the, for my relationship with my wife, that's what I've been through. Now I've been uh, married for 30 years. Okay. So that's, uh, and that's, and we're the total opposite from each other. So she has a, a different personality and I got a different, but it works because we didn't attempt to change each other. Right. Well, no matter whatever, and I put it this way because this is how many, no matter what stupidity <laughs> I do, she's always there to tell me, see, I told you not to do that, but you did it anyway. I, I, I tried to warn you later and you still fell into it. You thought you knew and that, that that's the, the beauty of relationships. A person okay. that will forgive you even though you, you do stupid things. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. So I'm gonna make you I'm gonna let you stop wiggling in your seat now. Sit back a little bit. Relax. I see you wiggling. <laughs> so we're gonna do this game and then we're gonna let you out of the love zone. I got my game before we finish up the show called Favorites. I'm just gonna say something and you tell me your favorite and then uh we'll be out of here. All right, you ready? Hey Sean Canese. Okay. <laughs> favorite food. Oh, man, favorite food. Oh, man. Favorite food. What's, what's my favorite? Uh, um, chili. Chili. Okay. <clears throat> favorite all-time song. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, I know. You're a musician, so I know it might be a little crazy. But just if it came on right now, you'd stop this interview. Favorite song. 
Flashlight. Hello, yeah, <laughs> Funkadelic. Yeah, it's a flashlight. Let's go. Cool. Okay. Uh, favorite all time movie? Wow. Favorite all time movie? Yeah. Man, that's deep. Favorite all time movie? Okay. For, oh, I would have two answers, but one of my man type movies is uh, Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay. No, you could go ahead and give the other one. I'd like to hear Un Unforgiven and. And then one one movie I just saw, which is incredible, but the way that she did it, Regina King's new movie. Yes, One, one Night in Miami. That, in Miami. That girl outdid herself. She picked the, the cast members she picked for that show, and to see that other side of Malcolm. Yes, uh, Sam, Sam Cooke, Brown, Brown, and Muhammad Ali, man. Yep. That movie, she should win all kinds of awards for it. It's, I was definitely going to, I was going to say that after you said that it should be some awards coming yeah. uh, for that film because she did she did her thing, so yeah. that, that's great. All right, uh, favorite book you've ever read? Favorite book? Okay, <laughs> I get you with this one because <laughs> I've read it from front to back, but you got to have an open mind. Okay. All right, but I'm going to say it: the Bible. I've read read the whole Bible from front to back, but it's just have to have open mind to under, to understand what that Bible really means. So that's one of the greatest books I've ever read through the experiences I've went in my life because I was a guy who challenged God uh, because I lost everything early. So mm -hmm. I, I had I was a kid that had no fear. <clears throat> and I had these special powers to see things and, and think of things and people and see future and past and all this thing. So I thought it was all me. So by me challenging God in an ignorant, uh, in a naive way, not even thinking, God showed me some things right in front of my face because I, I did it. And it was through uh, the, the, the death of my mother that put me in that situation. Most people would be crying and going all that stuff, but I was mad. So God showed me some things right in front of my face because I put it out and my mother was getting ready to pass. And I looked up at the sky and I said, if, if there's a God, something should happen if I touch my mother because she was going into cardiac arrest. And I reached my hand through and touched her ankle and her heart rate dropped from 300 to 87 and she woke up. Mm. So that's, yeah, that, that, that Bible is what, uh, and seeing God uh, straight up because of what I did. Is right. what, yeah, that's, okay. that's the greatest book I've ever read. Cool. All right. All time favorite uh, TV show. Oh man, TV show. Yeah, all time favorite TV show. <laughs> I'll tell you, was a good show that I watch all the time. I should stop watching it, but uh, I'll tell you, what's a really good show, and, and it's a it's a nonprofit show. It's called The Chancellor of Soul. Okay. What he does is he gives you information on artists that you've and back in the day, but. He goes extensively, and the stories that you hear is not your normal stories of the celebrities and what they went through and what they had to go through. That's that's a all time great show for anybody in the entertainment business that you'll see. And I would say that for young people because it will teach you a great deal about publishing and how they used to set artists up and release one song every ten years. They release the same song for ten years in a row. Right. 
and, and you and, and you wonder why would they do that? Why would they put an old song and a new song on the front? Yeah, publish it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. All right. Now these one name only, because I know you're gonna have probably a few, but one name only for these uh last two. Favorite drummer all time. Dennis Chambers. Favorite bass player. Favorite bass player. Oh man. For me, it would be uh Larry Graham. Sweet. All no, right. Larry Graham and Stanley Clark. See, didn't I just I knew he was gonna have more than one. I knew it. Now, <laughs> I bet you won't have. I bet you won't listen. I bet you won't have more answers to this one. Final question: Favorite time of the day for love making? Oh man, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, bro. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but it's a real question. Oh man, it it could be any time for me, but I can't say that, right? Yeah, you can say that. Nah. You can say any time. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. You can't have structure with women. It's got to be anytime. It can't be. That's fine. You got to tell it to me, brother. <laughs> I need you to. I need you to work that magic one more time for me. Because with that question, that in answering that question, you just got yourself off the love seat. Give me that abracadabra one more time. Yeah, I get the abracadabra. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You got it, man. Listen, Terry Roberts. I love you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. And uh, I've had your social media up so people can check you out, find out where what you're doing, and they can go to createvibrate.com as well and uh, check out your shows and check out check you out on Facebook, man. Yeah. So continue blessings to, to you and everything you do. And, um, hey, man, when that stuff drops, come on back. Come on I, back. Give me an exclusive I, again. Yes, I would love to do that. Man. All Thank right, man. Thank you so much for putting me here, man. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Listen, I want to say thank you to everyone out there on social media. Again, make sure you check us out on BronxNet, Channel 68 and 2134. Also, DH1 TV, the podcast on Spotify, Facebook, and my YouTube channel, uh, Sean Canadian's Entertainers. So as I always say in parting, please go with God in your heart. Have a peace of mind. Have a wonderful, wonderful tomorrow. And please take care of yourselves. Wear your mask, social distance, sanitize. So from Lula May and Cornelius, his baby boy, I'm Sean Cornelius saying good night. God bless you. And I'll catch you. On the <laughs> What'd you say? Put faith first and you always <laughs> succeed. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. Put that in there because that's what my daddy used to say. <laughs> so I'll catch you guys around the corner on the next episode of After Dark with Sean Cornelius. Terry Roberts, God bless you. Love you, man. Thank you. Thank you, brother.